All right, Shabbos, say good morning. We are continuing today, Mir Sashem, in Parak Yotes, in Chalke HaChasidus, and the Ramchal is speaking about the concept of Yira. But remember again what we'll call Yiras HaRomimus, awe and reverence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not Yiras HaOmesh, not fear of punishment. So remember again, all of this is in context part of the bigger discussion, the bigger discussion regarding, um, regarding Ofen HaAsiyah. The Hasidos as manifested in the way in which we go ahead and perform mitzvot. Included in this concept of Yiras HaRomimus, a sense of awe and reverence regarding HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kvod HaTorah V'Lomdeh, is the honor that we give to Torah itself, as well as the honor that we express towards those who learn Torah. We have learned this explicitly. It's such a beautiful Gemara. Anyone who honors Torah, literally again, his body is honored by other people. The idea being that being a person who honors Torah makes you into someone who is honored by other individuals. Chazal said, I'm Rabbi Yochanan, so this is actually a fascinating Gemara. So the Gemara discusses why was Achav, why did Achav reign for 22 years? Now remember again, Achav was the king. Remember again, under, under Shlomo, or after Shlomo, I should say, the, the, the kingdom splits, right? The kingdom splits, right? Into two, Malchus Yehuda and Malchus Yisrael. Achav, Achav was the king of Malchus Yisrael. Achav, unfortunately, did many terrible things. He was married to a very evil woman as well, Yisrael. And together they introduced idolatry into many corners of the kingdom. So the Gemara is intrigued by why did Achav merit such a long reign of 22 years? Why, why, if he was so evil, why did he merit such a long reign of 22 years? Because ultimately, again, Achav honored the Torah. Now, where is it that Achav honored the Torah? So this is incredible. So also, let me give you a little bit of the, of the context over here. The Navi tells the story in Molochim Aleph of the king of Aram, a king known by the name of Ben-Hadad. That was his name, Ben-Hadad. Ben-Hadad went ahead and laid siege to the Shomron, and ultimately, again, he goes ahead and he sends a message to Achav. And he says to Achav, essentially, you're going to become my vassal state. Your vassal state, your people are my people, your money is my people, is my money, all of this. So the truth is, Achav really doesn't really have that much of a choice. So he agrees to the terms that Ben-Hadad set forth. But then Ben-Hadad says something amazing. Then Ben-Hadad says, And Ben-Hadad then says, Ben-Hadad then says, literally translated, That which you value most, you have to give over into the hands of my servants, and they will take to me. What was ben So what happened? So what, what, what did Achav respond? Ben-Hadad, Listen to this. So Achav sends a message back to Ben Adad. He says, listen, everything you said before, I'll do. I'll do. You want the men, the women, the children. You want the money from our treasury. Again, it's all yours. It's all yours. But this last thing you requested, that I can't do. This last thing, namely again this idea that you want to go ahead and have this you want to have the thing that's nearest, the greatest treasure, 
that I can't give over to you. Says the Gemara, my machma denecha, what was Ben Haddad asking from Achav? What was he asking from him? Listen to this, love, Sefer Torah. He was asking for Torah. What Ben Haddad wanted Achav to do was literally go ahead and hand over the Torah scrolls to his servants. So you hear this? So Achav says, Achav says, I'll do whatever you want, right? You want me to become a vassal state? You want me to pay tribute to all my people as servants? Fine. You want Torah? You want Torah? I'm sorry. That I cannot give you. But you have to understand the godless in this. The godless in this. That Achav, like I said, Achav was not a, Achav deep down was a pious man. There are many times throughout Achav's life that he was very close to doing tshuva, but for a variety of reasons didn't do it. But you could see that that desire for tshuva was clearly very much embedded within him. He just, for whatever the reason, didn't have the ability to actualize it. But the point over here is something amazing. Even an Achav wouldn't give up Torah. He wouldn't give up Torah, so it just tells you about the greatness of the Jew. Sometimes, and this is an important you so sometimes the way that I act doesn't actually reflect who I am. Right? Sometimes my actions look a certain way, but who I am at my core is someone so incredibly different. Achav is a perfect example. Here, again, doesn't live a life of Torah by any stretch of the imagination. Yet, when pressed by a foreign king to give up Torah, he simply will not do it. And in that merit, in that, in that suchos, he merited the monarchy. Incredible. Other examples of Kavarat Torah. If a person is transporting a Sefer Torah, you shouldn't put it in a sack, right, and put it on the donkey. Rather, what should you do? Hold it, hold it, and carry it. So this is, again, the contemporary example of this would be, you know, if you're going and you're transporting a Torah from one location to another location, you don't put it in the trunk of your car. That's not how you transport a Torah. But rather, again, a Torah is held. The Torah itself must be, must be carried with a sense of dignity and honor. Furthermore, again, Chazal said, you can't sit on the same bed upon which a Torah is situated. So, for example, if you have a Torah laying on a couch, right, sitting, laying on a bed, you cannot sit down on that same bed. These are all examples of Kavarat Torah. So, we'll say, so again, remember, just saying what Ramchal is doing, Ramchal is saying part of part of Yiras Hashem, right? Part of Yiras Haromimus, part of having a sense of awe and reverence for the Ribbono Shalolam is the covet we display towards Torah itself. Furthermore, we learn you're not allowed to throw Svarim. You can't throw Svarim. I don't just mean a Chumish, right? Or, or, or either Halachas and Dagadas. You can't throw a Gemara. Can't throw a Mishnah. You can't throw a Sefer of Agarita. Similarly, you can't put Nevi'im and Ksuvim on top of a Chumash. So I'll say these are all examples. So these are things that Chazal prohibited for all of Klal Yisrael. So remember, everything we've expressed up until now, these, these are halachos that apply to everyone. These are halachos that apply to everyone. But listen to this. The chassid, most remember again, 
Once, one more time. The difference between a tzaddik and a chassid, a tzaddik lives up to expectations. A chassid exceeds expectations. So remember again, about this incredible chassid. So what, is, what does a chassid do? Right? We all want to be a chassidim. So what does the chassid do after he learns this section? Vachassid, yeshlo lilmod me'ela, ulahosif aleim kahina vechahina lichvot shem Hashem alokav. So the chassid learns all of this. And the chassid sees, okay, now I understand. What's my job? My job is to go ahead and exhibit cover to Hashem. The more covered I go ahead and give to Torah, ultimately the more covered there is for the Riban Hashem. So now that I know what the core expectations are in terms of expressing covered to Torah, so now again, I try to exceed those expectations in some way. So part of this Kavadah Torah is the manner in which we engage in learning Torah. Namely, that when I engage in learning Torah, Torah must be done with a sense of cleanliness and a sense of purity. For example, a person should not go ahead and even think about Torah in places which are unclean, nor should one learn Torah with hands which are unclean. have taught us about this in many different situations. So again, we'll stop over here for today. But again, the Ramchal explaining, just Ramchal explaining again. So just to frame it once more, we're in Chasidus, right? We're in Chasidus. Chasidus itself has three parts. We're in the second part, which is called the Ofen Haasiyah. Chasidus as expressed in the way we perform mitzvos. Here we're specifically speaking about performing mitzvot with the sake of Yiras Shamayim or Yiras Hashem. Yiras Hashem, not a fear of punishment, but rather again an awe and reverence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Here in today's share, one of the ways in which we express that awe and reverence of Hashem is by exhibiting a covered to Torah. Exhibiting a cover to Torah itself. So again, multiple different examples of how we exhibit cover to Torah. Now that I know what the expectations are, the question is, as a chassid, how do I exceed them as well? Good evening, so stop over here for today. Shkoyach.